Hello, and welcome to the reading room. This is Kate, or this is Lemonade on Twitter, and today I will be reading Chapter 5 of This Doesn't Look That Much Different From Home by O Wicked Soul. Disclaimer, this fic is not rated. Please see the archive of our own link in the description for additional tags. She ends up having to borrow pajamas. Uraraka is now the proud owner of a large Ground Zero TM t-shirt emblazoned with the iconic neon orange X that drops down to her knees and some basketball shorts she swears Bakio had back at UA. She sleeps on the guest futon, drinks too much coffee at breakfast, which is amazing. She tells him as much, and Bakio just rolls his eyes and pours her another cup of some fantastic single-origin Brazilian roast. She promises to launder her borrowed clothes. Bakio, with an embarrassed huff, tells her she can just fucking keep it. Shouldn't she have some merch of the future number one hero? She tells him her favorite sweatshirt already has Deku on it, and he slams the door in her face. She can hear him swearing through the door as she leaves. She calls Suyu as soon as she steps out of the elevator. I have a problem. Yes, I saw your press conference. Uraraka slapped her forehead. Oh, fuck. Did you? Suyu asked conversationally. You two did take off rather quickly. Uraraka swears long and creatively away from the phone. When she puts it back to her face, she says, No, I slept on the guest futon. I own Ground Zero merch now, though. Possessive, Sue says. I just... Uraraka flares her free hand, frustrated. I didn't even view this as an option, Sue. Well, he has changed a lot since UA, Sue says, rational as ever. No, Uraraka says, now dragging the hand down her face. She's walking mostly in the direction of her apartment. It's almost two miles away, but she could use the time to yell at Sue and decompress. I... She pauses on the sidewalk for a second. It's a beautiful day. She's wearing Bakugo's t-shirt like a dress and a pair of cheap slides that Bakugo said once belonged to Nina. She's still staring up at the blue, blue sky when she says, I didn't think someone like him would ever even be interested in me. What do you mean by that? Sue says, sharp. Sue, he's one sexiest pro hero in an, in two years, in a row. Sue snorts and Uraraka starts walking again. He was top of our class all throughout UA and he's topping out the rookie hero list now and he's surprisingly funny sometimes and I think cooks to show affection and you should see the way he treats the sidekick I train with sometimes. Like he could be a teacher one day. I really think so. He's so good with kids. And? Sue asks, gentle, cutting her off as Uraraka gains steam. I know. Uraraka says, taking a deep breath. I know, intellectually, that I'm doing good. I did well in UA. I'm a pro hero at Gunhead's agency. I'm top of the list for rescues right now. But all anyone ever seems to care about is if I'm dating Deku, or why I don't wear a skin-tight pink costume anymore, or if I've gained weight, or if I'm... And it's not just them. It's like, I don't even like spicy food, which is a dumb reason not to... She took another deep breath. I know that it shouldn't bother me, but sometimes they're all I can think about, and I look at someone like Bakugo, and I'm so sure that no one would even bother. Sue's quiet over the phone, but Uraraka can still hear her breathing. Thank you for telling me that, she croaks. It takes a lot of courage. Uraraka laughs, a little breathless. I mean it, Sue says. You're a very brave person, Uraraka. 
I don't know if I'd handle the kind of shit you get in the press all the time. And you know you're a good person. Even if it's only... She could feel Sue's eyes rolling through the phone intellectually. And it's not just that you're good as a hero. You're a good person, too. I think we can say he likes you. And now Uraraka can hear the smile, even though it makes me feel like we're back in UA to say it. And you won't argue, right? Uraraka hums. So he must like you for a reason, huh? And that reason is you. You're great. That's it. Sue says simply. Uraraka smiles down at her feet small and a little wet with unshed tears. Thanks, Sue. So, Sue asks conversationally, when are you going to bang? That sparks a sharp burst of laughter from Uraraka. Jesus! Sue's answering laughter, low and throaty, buoys Uraraka all the way home. Really, she meant to ask Midoriya his opinion about all this, and maybe Todoroki's too, if he was hanging out. Unfortunately, it seemed villains always had other ideas. As two days later, just enough time for Uraraka's suit to come back from the cleaners, repaired and perfect. It's no longer skin-tight and pink, like she told Sue. Technically. Her designer says it's called Rose, and Uraraka doesn't care because she has actual elbow and knee pads, and it's not usably terrible spandex anymore. It's still pretty tight. Uraraka has completed all her paperwork and been yelled at gently and with no real feeling by her PR manager. Just enough time to get her work stuff cleared up and some of her roiling thoughts and feelings sorted out. So, of course, that's when they decided to hold an entire elementary school hostage. It's always tense with its stuff with kids. Uraraka had dashed out of the agency as soon as she got the call, and she changes in the back of a sprinter van driven by an agency hand. When she leaps out of the back, Midoriya, Bakugo, and Kirishima are already there. They're about 50 yards from the elementary school door, and a makeshift tent swarming with police and other agents. They're the only pro heroes on the scene so far. Todoroki and Suyu show up minutes later, right after Midoriya had finished giving Uraraka a rundown of the situation. She listens anyway as he explains it again. Mushroom Head and the man with the warp quirk had gotten into the elementary school, presumably with the aforementioned warp quirk. They had appeared on stage during a school assembly and currently had most of the school held hostage in the auditorium. Any other loose students or teachers had managed to be evacuated, though no hero or other officer had gone into the school. Mushroom Head had threatened to gas the entire auditorium if they approached. They were once again asking for the release of Kalishnikov, Six, and now Power Guard the force-field-wielding woman, in exchange for the hostage's freedom. Fucking bastards, she sees Bakugo spit. His mouth is white with how hard he's pressing his lips together, and his mask is shoved back into his hair. Uraraka sidles up next to him and leans on him a little, just enough to make her presence known. She could be imagining it, but he seems to relax. Just a bit. We still don't know what the warp quirk exactly entails, Midoriya's finishing up his final recitation to Todoroki and Suyu. Mushroom Head, however, we've managed to find in the Quirk Registry. Real name Soto Watanabe has the ability to produce mushroom spores with a paralytic, sometimes fatal effect while he's in contact with the Earth. He's been booked before, though never for anything this big. Midoriya's face is tight and angry. They're threatening to gas the whole auditorium. Suicide mission, basically. Wait, he has to be touching the ground for the Quirk to work? Uraraka says suddenly. Midoriya turns to look at her, 
Uh, yeah, that's what his file in the, in the quirk registry says anyway. Bakugo snorted. Explains why the crazy bastard wasn't wearing shoes at the bank. Araraka pursed his lips. So as long as he's not touching the ground, they don't really have... She winces. She was going to say a weapon, but that's not true. They still don't know what the quirk can really do. They wouldn't have a weapon of mass destruction, Todoroki says, and he's watching her patiently. Todoroki could outstare a cat. What are you thinking, angel face? Bakugo says. Araraka sees Kirishima visibly startle at the nickname, looking at Bakugo with wide eyes. Suyu also has got her eyebrows raised, but she's staring at Uraraka. Uraraka rallies, despite the situationally inappropriate blush she has. Well, she says a little slow, if he's not touching the ground, then you have a chance to make a charge at them. Midori is already shaking his head. They'd flood the building with spores before we could get you inside, he says. There's no way to find where they are in the building, plus get a hand on them before they just kill. He stops, swallows. Not an easy thing when the hostages are all little kids, all overly susceptible to the spores. Okay, Araka says, so I won't float the mushroom man. Araka, Bakugo says, and he's fully facing her now, face drawn into a scowl. I'll float the building. Theirs isn't quite an uproar. They're too professional for that, and they're on a time crunch. But there is a full ten seconds of everyone talking over each other, angry and strident and thoughtful. There's no way, Bakugo spits. It's too fucking dangerous. You think I can't do it? Uraraka says, a little taken aback, a little too used to him being her staunchest supporter. I think if you try to lift something that far past your quirk limit for the first time under battle conditions, you'll kill yourself. Bakugo snarls at her. Midoriya is shaking his head again. Uraraka, I'm pretty sure this is at least a ton past your current limit. Even if it did work, as soon as it came down, the spores would come out, Todoroki said. However, fuck your howevers, Bakugo yells. There's no fucking way. I think it might work. And Kirishima cringes as he says it. Everyone has swung around to look at him, and Bakugo looks betrayed. But Kirishima's a pro hero, not a 15-year-old kid anymore, and so he just straightens a little further and repeats, I think it'll work. They swing back around to look at Uraraka, who purses her lips. I think I can make it work. Chaco, Midoriya starts, eyes full of worry. I know you're strong, but can you? You fucking can't, Bakugo is saying, furious. I can do it. Araka says stubbornly, if you guys can break the foundations, I can lift the rest of the school. No fungal quirk, no way to incapacitate all the hostages at once. Todoroki quirks his head. If we sent a giant sheet of ice and followed it up with Deku's, that's Kirishima, getting excited again. It might be enough to just disrupt everything, Midoriya says, brow furrowing. And then we won't have Uraraka on rescue, Todoroki points out reasonably. We have Suyu, Uraraka says. She's one of the top rescue heroes out there today. In water, Suyu says, disappointingly rational, but I understand. Her eyes are large and very dark, and they keep flitting between her and Bakugo. Bakugo, who hasn't looked away from her since she proposed her plan. Please, Uraraka says, a little desperate. Let me do this. Let me try. We're wasting time, and it's the only... You're right. Midoriya says, and his eyes are beginning to glow the way they do when he's getting ready to use his quirk. Let's go. They turn as one, still so in sync, and move to head out. Uraraka takes a deep breath, moves to follow, when Bakugo catches her wrist. She turns back to look at him, and is struck dumb by the look on his face. 
He hasn't pulled his mask down, and the way his eyes are wide open in fear makes something in her chest clench hard and painful. If anyone can do it, a pause, it'll be you. She can't breathe. He grinds his teeth, swallows, says, Pachaco. Something catches in the back of her throat, and she has to blink back tears, sudden and embarrassing and hot. Please. And she's begging, though she doesn't know for what. Please. He shuts his eyes like her words pain him, and then nods, slow. He lets out a breath, then lets go of her wrist. She can still feel his grasp like a brand around her wrist when he takes a step closer and gathers her up. She's been this close with him before, in fights, at her apartment, at cork training, wrapped around his hips. But it's different with both his arms like iron bars around her, some withheld power in his hands like he wants to dig his fingers into her but is afraid of hurting her. He lets out a sharp exhale right across her hairline, and her arms tighten automatically around his waist. She hadn't even realized she had had them up. The moment is really only a split second. The school is still there, the kids are still there, but it still moves syrup slow as she swears she feels his lips brush the top of her head before he steps back. When he does, he's ground zero, and his mouth is tight. Don't go too hard, he orders. We still have sparring tomorrow. She lets out a shaky laugh. Right, of course. And we promised Eno we'd help with his two-on-ones. That's against the world, huh? He says as they turn to walk over to the others, and the way he says it makes it sound like a question. Always, she says, and the way she says it makes it sound like a promise. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this reading, please use the AO3 link in the description to give the author a well-deserved kudos and comment. Also, don't hesitate to message us on Twitter with your requests for fix to be read.